Oh, my, oh, my. Oh, goodness. Oh, the sweet taste of success. Our plan worked perfectly. <laughs> Didn't think it would work, but it did. Congratulations to us all. <laughs> Hooray for Pooh. And Rabbit. And Eeyore. And Tigger, too. But, but I was... <laughs> oh, Piglet, I'm sorry that you couldn't be part of our big plan. Oh, but I thought I... <laughs> for a minute there, I thought I was going to break out in hives. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast that once again puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's Talking the Mickey. My name is Ian. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. And that's it today. We don't have Ellie today. It's uh, the way the scheduling has kind of gone. We couldn't all make it in one room. So, uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, you're stuck with the common three. Dang. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, we still have uh, credibility despite that. We've got two commoners and Georgia. We oh, had sorry, credibility sorry. before. Hang on, commoners. Two colonials and a commoner, maybe. That's that kind of, yeah, maybe. Two colonials and a commoner. I quite like that. It's like a, if we ever started a folk band, I have our name. That's, That's a uh, Three podcast. Men and a Baby uh, remake. Three Men and a Baby, Two Colonials and a Commoner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thank you, anybody out there who's listening to this, whether it's your first time or anybody know what episode this is? Think Not 42? a clue. This is the sort of thing Ellie knows. 46. Oh. 46. So. It's, that's a lot of hours. It's, it's, it's a lot. As a person who edits them, tell me. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, I've heard all those hours three times over. Once when we did it, once when I edited it, and the third time when I checked it after the fact. Yeah. Um, so. mad. On that note of mad, uh, our sister podcast, Best Film Ever, hit 6,000 listens today. Whoa. Yeah, that's all right. That's definitely all right. And by the time that this is uh, dropping, you we should be well past that, actually. It's going to be a, uh, about a week or so. Uh, definitely, uh, you want to check out our most recent episode, Pretty Woman. Yes. And yes. thanks for the reminder, because I completely forgot what we're supposed to be watching. We will be doing Pretty Woman <laughs> for Sunday, so that's all right. It's, uh, I don't know, it's about to hit Christmas time here in the UK. As it, oh, it's about to hit Christmas time, I'm assuming. In all places that celebrate Christmas, it's about to hit Christmas time. Um, if you listen to this in like the year 2038, where the concept of time is completely gone. Well, I think the concept of time will still exist in 2038, or else you wouldn't have a number for the year. Good point. In the year. <laughs> However, if you listen to this in 2038, I mean, God knows what's going to, you're going to have thought of our political and uh, <laughs> Brexity and lockdown type. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a little time machine or, 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 a, they or thought a, coronavirus was bad. Yeah. Oh, wait till they get, <laughs> wait, I don't know, like, Su- super snot. You are listening to us before <laughs> super snot hit. So we're we are people unaware. We're blissfully unaware. We think this is this is very similar to when we thought 2019. And we're like, thank God for 2020. This is going to be yeah. my decade because we were all like down on 2019 and 2020 was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, you got really nothing was. yet. It was like, now on, we got I like got... zombie minks. Ah, it's it's the year that keeps on yearing. That's all I know. I've got a dead bat and a cold. There Here I go. come. Um, speaking of, uh, well, I can't segue off that. Speaking of Here We Come, though, um, 
places that we have charted in the past week. I mean, we've charted here at home in the good old UK, Great Britain. We've charted in Canada. We've charted in Australia. We've charted in Mexico. And we've done rather well in Japan, 35th. Switzerland, 33. Mm. Uh, Denmark, 23. Colombia, 14. Hey. And Brazil, number 12. Hey. So whether, to Brazil. whether you are from any of those countries or whether you are from somewhere we didn't list, thank you so much for downloading. Uh, it helps to it, – it's nice. It's nice to know that there are people out there actually listening to what we ramble on about. Even Definitely, because I forget people can actually hear us sometimes. Yeah, speaking of actually hearing, Debbie, our friend of the podcast, and she's been on a couple episodes, Debbie – um, got a hold of us. Say she loved Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and especially hey. Ethan's comment about eighteen stock cubes of tasty. <laughs> Ethan, it's like you were determined to get some sort of soundbite in that episode because I, oh, I always them, do. You had, I know you do. You had so many. <laughs> I'm a quipping machine. Have you ever seen? The, I think I've referenced this before on this podcast or the other one. Have you ever seen the episode of how? Have you watched How Much Your Mother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the one where they play this like underground poker game with like Russian Barney? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And so, and they're like, and, and the guy's like, what is wrong? It's like, you can have one thing. You can have one thing. It can be the parrot. <laughs> it can be the eye. It can be the hook. You can't have all the things. And editing you last week, I was like, Ethan, you can't have all the things. But the 18 stock cubes of tasty was a clever because you said something like that in, um, uh, I must say Green Mansion, Lantern, yeah. but I mean Haunted Mansion. <laughs> A different type the of disaster. Oh, they're both disasters. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so outside of that, uh, I don't want to give too many other uh, shout-outs, but we do have some Disney news, Ethan. We're a little bit behind on it actually, so we've got some time today. Yeah. The film shouldn't be too long. Yeah. So obviously, last week we didn't do Disney news because it, it sort of went into what would have been best when Webber's time, and we didn't have loads, but it was a pretty big uh, story. So I thought I'd bring. Two very negative stories to the table. Um, just oh, the kind of stuff we like. We <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right before we're going to, you know, go into talking about Disney. So. And and, uh, the, and the killer slime or whatever it was called. <laughs> super snot. Super yeah. slime. Super snot. Um, super snot. Was it snot? Okay, super snot. Yeah. So basically, uh, it's kind of Star Wars news uh, and about Disney's practices recently. So um, uh, famous sci-fi author Alan Dean Foster who has written for over 30, 40 years, uh, came out and released a statement online about two weeks ago at the time recording this now, basically saying, so Disney took the rights to all the books I've written, and I've not gotten any royalties from them. And the reason this is so big is Alan Dean Foster was such a big sci-fi author at the time in 1977 that George Lucas approached him to write the novelization of Star Wars when the film came out. Okay. And then subsequently did the sequel uh, novel uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was like came out the year after and was like a sort of tie-in between uh, what is now A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So he's been doing these Star Wars books for decades and he's written many and even did the force awakens novelization now all of these books he got royalties for from lucasfilm because of him writing them when disney bought lucasfilm in 2012 they also then would get royalties from those books so video games comics whatever uh jedi fallen order even though they came out now they'll get royalties from that um 
he was fine with that because he was doing loads of projects before for companies like Fox as well. Now, you, you know where this is going. Disney bought Fox. So all his books on things like Alien and Predator, all that kind of stuff, he now doesn't get royalties from. So he released a statement saying, hey, I've got a really bad form of cancer. My wife has a very serious illness. We are struggling. Please, Disney, can you not do this to us? And there's been an outpour. I will say there's been an outpour of support for Alan Dean Foster because this isn't the only time Disney have done this. And legally, I can't talk about the ins and outs of it because uh, I know some people. Basically, Disney have done this before and they'll continue to do this unless someone stops it. It's a really awful practice that they're now doing. And um, the way that Disney is treating their authors and their content creators right now is pretty appalling because this isn't the only Star Wars author who's had this happen. Uh, Chuck Wendig, who wrote these Star Wars Aftermath books, uh, he created the character Cobb Vanth, who you might know, Ian, now as um, uh, the character from The Mandalorian. Which character from Mandalorian? Uh, oh, God, uh, Peter Oliphant's character in oh, the beginning of season two. Timothy Oliphant's yeah. character. Timothy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chuck Wendig created that character for a trilogy of books back in 2015. And he was very, very famous for writing these, these Star Wars books. And he made a tweet to like some racist trolls on Twitter saying, fuck off Nazis. And he got let go. And Disney have not treated him well since. So it's been a consistent theme now that people are criticizing disney for okay uh i have to admit i'm completely in the dark on this one i i saw it trending and so i do what i do whenever i see something trending i go hey ethan you know what this is and are you able to talk about this on the pod because i have no idea and you're like yeah yeah i'm all over it i was like okay good so um yeah i mean it's the irony of what we do is that we love the product Usually, sometimes, sometimes I rant about the product, but traditionally, <laughs> traditionally, we, we we love the product, and uh, it's it's hard to know that the, the people behind some of the things you love so much can be not good people sometimes, or can act in ways that you wish they wouldn't. Um, yeah, we, I, we think we said before we wished the hope and the goodness and the uh, qualities that are championed in their texts would be a little bit more present sometimes in the people behind the scenes. And maybe that's just part of growing up is not that we accept it, but it's coming to that crushing realization sometimes that um, that's not the way it is. And yeah. it seems like they're using those qualities as a commodity to help sell product and not always um, some sort of ethos of the company itself. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a good, good summary. I think so. That was awfully well said, I think. But, <laughs> yeah, it was very good. But then, but then here we are continuing with, with, with the podcast. And I don't, think that's, yeah. I don't think there's anything hypocritical in that. I think it'd be hypocritical to turn a blind eye to it. But oh, I think yeah. what we do is – I think is, that's why I bring it up. Yeah, I think what we do is we uh, – however, I mean it's a small I – mean, we use our platform. Our platform is very small. But, <laughs> yeah. but we talk about this situation and it would be um, – be, like I said, it would be hypocritical to turn a blind eye to it. Oh, so yeah. there's that side and we'll keep an eye on that as it, uh, as it continues to, to develop. I mean between that and Johnny Depp, I mean we've, we've, we've had a few – We've 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 had a few things the last little while. Uh, Ethan, anything else on the Disney docket today? Yeah. Speaking of Johnny Depp. Um, okay, I haven't heard anything new, so this is going to be your yeah. face went kind of yeah. I can't wait to see your guys' reactions to this. So remember when we did Pirates of the Caribbean last week? That was we nice. discussed that the was idea last week. Of, <laughs> yeah, 
we discussed the idea of would we be okay with the Pirates film without Johnny Depp for the Margot Robbie film? Yes. And most of us were kind of iffy. I know you were kind of against it. I was more for it because I'm intrigued by what they do with the character. I think I just said I just, I'm not interested in any more Pirates movies full stop. Yeah. But yeah. Reports have come out that they're looking to get Amber Heard to replace Johnny Depp. That's got to be a troll move. There's no you way. Can't do that. That would no. actually no because if you think about the militancy, like it's not mm. you think about the militancy of that of that anti Amber Heard group, right? It's like what 1.25 million or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like is that something you want to mobilize against you? Like you can cast literally anybody else in the world and you won't have that minus 1.25 million army against you. I read it and I thought it was an Onion article. And then I was like, oh, no, this is from like three different newspapers. And the source they credited is like very on the money usually, which is why I'm like, oh, wow. Even if this is fake, this is an interesting I'm, conversation. I'm to trying have. to think of some way to say if this happens, I'll do this. But I can't think of anything that's not stupid. Like if this happens, I'll go watch it. Well, no, I won't. But um, <laughs> well, unless we're doing something for, for this. But I'm, I, I, yeah. it is the if I'm Disney, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot barge pole. Oh, yeah. There's it's no way. So, it's the worst decision no. ever. No. no. I'm going to do that thing where I go, hey, Disney, cast me instead. Yeah, I uh, think. Yeah. I'd be a great pirate. No. No. I think, Leave I think pirates... and Mickey should be cast. Everyone here. There we go. <laughs> I think, like we said, just, just leave it alone. Just like, you know. Yeah. If anything, just eliminate the last two from the last four from existence. Just leave us the first one. It was, a, it was, it was <laughs> almost a perfect film. And if you're looking for that, uh, go back literally one episode in the archives and check out <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Episode 45. That's how I knew that this was 46 because I meant, oh, we're at the 45 already. Ha-ha. So um, that is that. Um, Ethan, I know we still have some more because we haven't talked about yeah. MCU news yet. Yeah. Um, there's uh, two little bits of MCU news, which I thought was pretty cool. MCU MC news. New news. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's yeah. like it's like it's like the makeover show. If you get like an Avengers makeover, <laughs> let's bring out the MC New You. <laughs> and it's cool kind of with that oh, god awful haircut he had it everyone who got recast. <laughs> I want a makeover from the Hulk. Get Mark the Ruffalo, Hulk let's like bring out the MC ball. New You. You don't look anything <laughs> like Ed Norton anymore. And for that one, you can go back to episode 44 in the archives. <laughs> so, yeah, some MC News. Um, Chris Pratt has been confirmed to take part in Thor 4, more Thor with uh, Star Law. And... Um, yeah, How I mean, long did it take you to come up with that? You just that? have a seizure? Like, what just happened? <laughs> Thor, Thor, more Thor. With Is that Star what it's Lord. called? With, with no, Star Lore. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, so, it's, uh, so Thor, with, Love, and, Love and, Thunder. and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh... Which I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I don't know if it'll be like a little cameo at the beginning when the Guardians kick him out or if he'll have like an actual... I think he's going to be an actual character game. in it. It would be nice to see like more of a body cop thing because you won't have that yeah. sort of. I think he's gonna between him and Hulk this time. I think he's gonna be Loki in this film, not as in the villain, but he's gonna be that secondary guy who Thor plays off of because there's always one. Oh, yeah, whether yeah. it's Hulk or Loki, or if you want to talk about you know even Star Lord uh, in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the relationship that he had with oh my word, uh, Rooker, Anthony Rooker's character. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, Yondu. Yondu, yeah. I think you're going to have that sort of 
like friendly antagonism that Thor always has with somebody, as does Peter Quill actually for that for that matter. Uh, yeah. But you know, if it's, if Thor's not doing it with Hulk and he's not doing it with Loki, then he's doing it with Cap and Captain America. He's doing it with like he's always got someone who he's kind of just kind of getting into a. I'll put this nicely and just say a measuring contest with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be interesting because obviously we've got um, Natalie Portman coming back as uh, Jane Foster and they're doing that whole uh, Jane Foster Thor uh, part and. I know Taika Waititi said it would kind of explore that side and a little bit more of like femininity. So I think if they do that, there'll be the unworthy Thor uh, comic arc, which is more like goes into the concept of Thor seeing himself more as like macho, masculine, manly man, and like overall trying to be a good person and not and distancing himself from that pillar he's put himself on. So I think having Starlord there will help sort of show that. I'm interested to see between. if Taika Waititi can write sort of for Star-Lord, or can direct for Star-Lord. Maybe not right. That maybe. would be interesting But the idea see. being, you know, is, is it a James Gunn thing, or how much of that is just innately crisp rat? Ooh. Oh, my favorite fried rat. There you go. You know, we just want to make sure it doesn't fall into a writing pit of some sort, so. Oh, God. <laughs> that in mind. Really? Uh, now it's going to be stuck in my head. I fell into the pit. We've already used that you for an outro once before. So. <laughs> Question, do you remember what episode I used that for? We it fell into the pit. Unrelated. Yeah. It actually is um, related, but it's not one you would think of. The pit. I fell in it. Homeward Bound, The Incredible oh. Journey. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all the dogs fall. Because the old one the falls into, into the pit. pit. Yeah, he can't get out. <laughs> We're having a clip show today. Uh, we are a little bit of it. Um, we are getting close to 50, so I think we're going to have to do something for 50. Um, on that note, is there anything else, Ethan? Uh, we had some set photos for Miss Marvel, and oh my god, I love it. I can't wait to see that costume uh, in the actual TV show itself. It looks really cool, and Kamala Khan is going to make me cry when I see her. Okay. All right, so uh, that is that. Thank you, Ethan, for bringing us uh, what's all its new and news on the Disney docket. I like the Disney docket. I think that's a... It's a good little... I like it. it, it, As opposed to Disney news, the Disney docket. I like that. (laughs) We will dock it from Ethan's pay if we ever get monetized. Wait, you guys are getting paid? (laughs) Yeah, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, uh, Georgia, do you want to talk to us? Because you chose this film. Today we are doing did, Piglet's yeah. big movie. And I mean, we're going to have a few kind of non-traditional films as we sort of – and not, not even films, but but uh, Disney properties as we make our way towards Christmas time. Because uh, we'll talk a little bit more at the end of the episode, but it's about to get very busy for, for – well, for all of us, I think, are feeling being busy. But we don't want to stop doing what we do here. So we have to get a bit creative. But, uh, Georgia, why don't you talk to us about why you chose for this week Piglet's Big Movie. So Piglet's Big Movie is, I don't know if you remember this, when we watched Bambi, I didn't watch very many children's films but when I was growing up. I didn't watch much Disney because we watched Bambi and my parents were like, no, that's terrifying. They're not watching any Disney. So what we did watch, though, is the Winnie the Pooh films. And in those was, I think there's one called just called Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Um, there's one called uh tiger movie and there's oh, one yeah. called piglet's big piglet's big movie um and piglet's big movie i remember crying at as a child i remember but like emotionally and not not because i was scared but because it really got me it was sad in places 
there's definitely a very strong message about friendship and overlooking people and all these different things and people that are a bit different from everyone else and it was just it's just really lovely and I remember there was some scenes in it that I remember when I came back to them watching them today I kind of went oh this is so strange like I remember watching this as a child I can't place how old I would have been I'm thinking maybe six or seven but the last time I saw it but yeah so it was it was really strange it was a really lovely one to have um I think it's probably the first time I've actually had some Disney nostalgia um because I think a lot of you talk about it quite a lot and I'm like eh, I didn't see anything as a child um but this one I did so it had some I had some strange feelings watching this back um we'll talk about the uh awful music video at the end <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I do have my notes <laughs> on that <laughs> I'd, that uh, that I had completely wiped from my memory and it started and I went, oh my God. <laughs> I remember turning the video off here because it used to make me cringe even as a child. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to talking about it. All right. I mean, you sort of mentioned it. I mean, Winnie the Pooh has his whole docket full of characters. Uh, yeah. A, to everybody, did you like Piglet? And B, um, who was your favorite Winnie the Pooh character if it wasn't Piglet? Uh, Ethan, let's start with you. Oh my god! I want to punch Piglet in the ribs as a kid. I always found him so annoying. I was a, I was I was more of a Roo man myself. I thought he was really cute and energetic, and I like kangaroos, which is ironic. I know you are the Roo of our group. I've just decided this. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. If not the Tigger, yeah, just bouncing around and so, causing trouble. So Roo. Yeah, a little bit rude, a little bit tigger. But Rue and definitely you wanted to punch Piglet in the ribs, I believe, was the exact. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Georgia? Um, I, oh, I don't really know. I love Pooh. I love Tigger. I love the way they talk. They've yeah. all got such unique kind of like speaking patterns. And they stuck to it in this film. And it's, it's really nice. You can tell who's talking even if you just saw it written down, I think, just by the way that they talk. What do you mean, like, like the like actual it. the actual words that are chosen for the characters? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I they're think very, I think I think they're written very well. They're written so well. Um, I'm uh, placing my heart for Eeyore. Eeyore, my favorite depressed donkey. Yeah. Um, I do love him very much. I thought he was very good in this one, and there's some really lovely representations as well for a Disney film. Okay. For a children's film and that sort of stuff, but I like it. I just really enjoyed it. I don't um, think anyone else did, but I did. Um, my was an experience. See, this is where I need Liam around so he can go, when, we, when you guys get out of control, and go, Ian, what do you think your favorite was? I can go, well, <laughs> Liam, thank you. <laughs> um, didn't like Piglet as a kid. Thought Piglet was a girl as a kid, for sure. I think most people did. Is it the, the pink? pink? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it, so. it's just... And there's an interesting question about why didn't they let Piglet... Why is there not a female character besides Kanga? Don't know. Like, why has it got to be a mom? Why can't, who looks after everybody and makes them cookies? Like, it's not all having a good female representation, but why isn't there? Maybe because I guess it's, it's just faithful to the books. Maybe, it, well, but, I, I guess I'm asking about the books then, aren't I? Yeah. But I guess if they were written as stories for the author's son, I mean, maybe then it would be. Because yeah. cause the author's son was Christopher Robin. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess my favorite was Pooh, I think. Uh, didn't care for Tigger so much. Tigger's like Elmo. I'm like, he's just a hyperactive kid who, you know, needs needs some ADHD medication, doesn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
and just tiggers. I mean, I don't, you know, he's just so confident he's the best at everything. Don't get me wrong. I have a healthy ego, but I think there are some things that uh, Ian's don't do best, and uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but uh, Tigger obviously is not. Um, but I have a soft spot for you. I also have a soft spot for Rabbit for some reason. See, as what really? Ellie has written in her notes that she's given me, she did manage to watch it, okay. um, despite not being here. She said, uh, favorite character. Probably Rabbit, because he's a grumpy fucker, and that's how I felt watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, that's Ellie's opinion. I think that kind of sums it up in one. But, there we yeah. go. Um, so um, let's jump into the film. Um, well, just before we do, this is the first time since uh, the 1983 production, Winnie the Pooh and A Day for Eeyore, that the original A.A. A. Milne books were used as source material, except for one other exception that happened at some point in the television series. And I'm going to bring up the Canadian connection in that Winnie the Pooh was named after Winnie, a Canadian black bear. He was. At the uh, London Zoo and Pooh, a swan they encountered on holiday. Um, and there, uh, Winnie was named Winnie after Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So, <laughs> so, uh, and there used to be this thing we have in Canada called Heritage Minutes. And basically, Heritage Minutes or Heritage Moments are these commercials that were um, um, commissioned by the Canadian government because they went, Canadians don't know enough about their history. What should we do? I know. <laughs> well, tell them. I'm, I'm not joking. Well, tell them a bunch of Canadian like true no, stories oh, I, from history. Oh, I know. Oh. I know you're not joking because Drag Race Canada parodied it. There it is. Parodied it. And it was her It was yeah. It was yeah. her story moment. So they do these but sixty yeah, second like like commercials for like Canadian history. So that as a kid, you kind of a, a, a lot of I think of what Canadians know about Canadian history from from my generation would have been stuff you learned on whatever. And I can still hear the kid going, you know, what, what, I'll tell you what because he goes, I don't, I want to want the bear to leave. And the guy playing A. A. Milne goes, I'll tell you what. What if I wrote some stories and Mister So and So here drew some pictures, and we could go ahead about it. You could, you could always have him with you. What should we call him, Winnie? And he goes, he goes, oh, we could call him Winnie the Pooh. And he goes, oh, well, why Winnie the Pooh? He goes, I don't know Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I fully plan on finding the audio to that and using it for uh, the, the 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 coda this week because that's gonna because I still remember going Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> well, actually, apparently, according to Wikipedia, it's named after a swan. So there we go. Um, and then we jump into the film and we have that classic two D studio identification Walt Disney Pictures, and I love that. And then we it's have uh, the soundtrack, and it's the typical. You know, Winnie the Pooh theme song, but it's been redone by American singer-songwriter Carly Simon, who wrote uh, – she's the one who did You're So Vain. You probably think this song is about you. Do you guys know this at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're So bit. Vain. Um, featured heavily on the film How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, but Carly Simon wrote seven new songs, performed six of them, as well as recording her own version of the Winnie the Pooh theme song. Do you know who wrote the original Winnie the Pooh theme song? I don't. When, it's the Sherman Brothers. It is the Sherman Brothers. Well done. Hey, yeah. I knew a thing. Yeah, it was it was um, uh, Ryan the Temp and his and, and his brother. <laughs> and um, then if this is the only film, well, the first film, sorry, in the Winnie the Pooh franchise, not to have a narrator. And I think I felt the loss. Yeah. I think they tried to replace it with the songs. Yeah, it doesn't work. But- it doesn't quite work. See, Winnie the Pooh was one of the first postmodern things I knew where Pooh is aware that he's in a book and, like, climbs the words of the book and yeah. listens to the – and, like, the narrator says something. And sometimes Pooh can hear the narrator and sometimes Pooh can't hear the narrator. And yeah. that was 
you know, I, I missed that. I will be honest with you there. This is the Cleveland show of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, uh, huh? I know what the Cleveland show is. It's a spinoff of Family Guy. Yeah. So is that like, what you meant? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the animation for this film, which I thought was poor, was outsourced by Disney to their Japanese and Filipino offices. Now, to the people of Japan who love our podcast, please note, I'm just saying I didn't think it was up to Winnie the Pooh standards. Please keep listening to the podcast. I was weirdly nostalgic for it because it reminded me of the Tigger movie and the Heffalump movie. This this crap Winnie the Pooh animation? Yes. You were nostalgic. Oh, there was an advert on like uh, a VHS I had of Toy Story where it's like Tigger's uh, a very Tigger movie and it just showed scenes from Piglet's film for some reason as well. So I've just got like that ingrained in my mind as like what well, I – Peak the irony is it, it, it's a cleaner animation, than the, but as soon as this film ended, and I let it play all the way through because I was finishing my notes, all the way through the scary music video we'll talk about at the end, and all the way through <laughs> the end, and you're like almost like 19 languages that's been dubbed in yeah. that Disney Plus yeah, punches yeah, on the yeah. end of everything, and then it went to um, the title card for like the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie, which was yeah. featured the, the traditional animation they would, and, 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 the, and the in-house animators. And I was like, oh, it's it's like rougher. It's like rougher, not not nearly as clean animation, but it just looks so much looks better. Like it looks like Winnie the yeah. Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh should look a little hand-drawn. And this just looked a little bit too – I mean, it's obviously hand-drawn, but it looked too clean is what I'm trying to say. And the colors look too bright. It yeah. looked, I think they tried to update it. Well, it, for the problem is the I mean, audience at the time. Yeah. But it doesn't look like the books anymore. Because you're trying to get people to actually shell out money for this because this actually was released in cinemas. Oh, yeah. Right. So um, the story is everybody goes walking by Piglet's house and he's missing out on something. And I thought they were getting rid of for ready for a play at first seemed because Eeyore is <laughs> yeah. in a bumblebee outfit. And if there's one thing I know I need in my life at some point, it is this Eeyore in this bumblebee outfit. There's got to be some piece of merch <laughs> they've ever made that has this combination because I was like, I just need that. Um <laughs> Rabbit is playing the violin, and this felt against Rabbit's character, that he would be so energetically behind one of Pooh's schemes. Yeah. I, don't, so, I think it's a group theme, though. I don't think it's necessarily a Pooh scheme, which is why he's more on board. No, but I, I guess it is I, quite a Rabbit I hear theme. you. It's a Rabbit plan, because I think it even said it's Rabbit's plan, but why does Rabbit want to get Pooh honey? No, they're just being friends. That, I, I that's Rabbit inconsistent. Needs an excuse to play his violin, Maybe. which... I'm going to be honest, knowing Rabbit, I just say I know Rabbit personally, knowing the character of Rabbit, I feel like he played the violin pretty well and use it as an excuse to show off and yeah. not like pierce my ears. Or use the, or use the pun, uh, it seems like they're not into Beethoven. Because <laughs> he's playing to bees. Uh, it turns out it's all planned to trick the bees into changing their hive. And the voices in this film were off now you guys again if you're nostalgic for this ethan maybe you don't maybe it didn't register with you but i remember it's like when you watch the muppets and you know that they're mm. going to recast the muppet voices that's fine i fully yeah. understand that's going to happen at some point but when they get the voices off you're like oh no let me get close no rabbit sounded weirder rabbit sounded uh, weird tigger sounded weird Pooh was mm. Pooh wasn't that bad Pooh wasn't that bad christopher robin was dreadful Dreadful. Oh, I go. I have. I have many notes in Christopher Robin later right. on. Uh, but you know who? The one, go ahead. The one I attach to in this one 
the voices are the ones that I'm used to. These are the voices I think similarly it's not the same that they use in the Tigger movie as well. So these are the two I grew up on. So they're the voices I'm, I associate with these characters. But the yeah. one especially I do is Kanga. As soon as oh, Kanga started awful. talking in this, I was like, I feel like four again. Oh, really? Because that, um, that voice is something I was so familiar with my childhood. I'll tell you whose voice I didn't have a problem with, and that was Piglet. Because Piglet was voiced by John Fielder, who was the only original voice actor to reprise his role. So yeah. he must have showed up on recording day and been like, where's everybody else I know? <laughs> Wait, did Jim Cummings not originally play no. like Winnie the Pooh? No. Wow. No, this was like, wow. this was like his, this was like his like, ret- not return, like his debut is Pooh. Every, everybody's debut. That's I believe, shocking. but it's not the original voices of nothing else. So yeah, he's not the original oh. Winnie the Pooh. He does a good one, but he's not the original. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's the the person who does car. Yeah. Why did I? Why did I think that? Dunno. Um, but Piglet wants to help, but the problem is that Piglet's too small to help. And I know it's a film for children, and therefore I know you've got to go down this road of just being really explicit. But it's felt very inconsistent with Pooh. That yeah. Pooh would be so cold to Piglet. I don't think they do it on purpose. No, but even, but Pooh wouldn't be, he wouldn't say things like, you're too small to, he wouldn't ignore him. He wouldn't not invite him. It's really, he might be like, maybe, maybe Piglet, you could sit and stand on the map so it doesn't blow away. He he would come up with something for Piglet to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized that my my Pooh's almost as bad as, uh, well, not as worse than E.E. Cummings or Jim Cummings. It's he like comes need- as a famous famous poet. <laughs> they need this weird excuse to have it that, like, no... It's like Piglet has died and he's just the ghost and no one's acknowledging him. And it's a really weird concept because the whole shtick was Piglet was always by Pooh's side. Like, let's, that was the whole thing. Yeah, this is a group of friends who remembers to take care of their depressed donkey friend Eeyore even when yeah. he can't, like, I don't feel good. They're like, it's okay that you don't feel good, but we still want to help you if we can. But yet they're ignoring Piglet. Yeah. And no, Piglet's I, I, biggest I fear is I mean, he's anxious about everything, so surely you'd be like, I don't want him to feel upset or worried that we're forgetting about him. I know the movie needed to set up what was, I'm sorry, Georgia, essentially a package film. Oh. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought that. No, this is a package no, film. it's okay. It's, it is a bit of a package film. It's a Winnie the Pooh package film. It is film, a Winnie the Pooh yeah. package film. Um, and so um, the bees come out of, because they're trying to get the bees out of this hive and into a fake hive so then Pooh can harvest the honey. And the bees do come out, and Piglet uses this uh, megaphone that uh, Eeyore is supposed to be using to direct the bees. He directs them away from Eeyore and then directs them into the fake hive and then even takes the plaster and the glue and, like, patches this fake hive up so they can't get out. And while this is happening, the score, which I rather liked in this film, uh, had a little bit of flight of the the bumblebee going on at this point, which I thought was cute. Uh, And this was by Carl Johnson. They had some lovely use of music throughout this. Yep. Not not all of it, uh, but the score is nice. <laughs> and at this point, they all start congratulating each other and thanking each other, and the, nobody thanks Piglet. And I've got my notes. Everyone's a jerk, and I don't get it. Like, not yeah. one of them saw... There's one thing about going, we didn't think you'd be capable of helping. But at this point, I'm going, no, no, no. Like, you would have seen. Like, Pooh is not a jerk. Pooh's stupid, but you wouldn't be like, I oh, Piglet, I didn't see that you directed the wasps or bees into the hive. He'd be like, no, no, no. 
I conceive it. You did. He goes, oh, Piglet, thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> I do like that one joke when uh, Tigger's like, we're geniuses, and they get like smacked with a honey. Sticky geniuses. <laughs> that I did. Like. Yeah, because the honey doesn't land in the uh, in, in the honey pot. They mistake it by just a, a, a fraction, and they end up wearing it. But of course, and uh, we find out that Tigger doesn't like honey, but not to eat. But Tigger says, if you're itching, there's nothing better than honey. So, um, and then gets our first of the original songs. If I wasn't too small, and I felt mm-hmm. the songs were padding the runtime in this a lot. Yeah, but Piglet during this song imagines everyone asking him to help, and gets like this giant smile on his face. Like, like apparently that's enough to get him to go back to them. As like, well. like they're actually asking him in his head, yeah. and he's like, yeah, "Oh that boy, was so weird. it was." I was a little bit going. I don't know if Piglet's that stable. Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, now Pooh and Tigger and the gang are hanging out, and they start hearing the buzzing. And then right after they hear the buzzing, the fake hive breaks, and I don't think that's how sound works. I don't think the buzzing gives a hint that the hive's about to break because it's yeah, still I think sealed. The buzzing, the buzzing is a hint that the bees are getting angrier. Yeah. yeah. If there's a fake hive in the forest and no one's there to hear it, are yeah. the bees going to burst out or not? But then in a couple <laughs> of minutes, they'll break through a tree, but the tree totally masks the sounds of the bees until they burst through it. And I'm like, well, no, because that's actually got like holes in it. thicker. He's not like busting through like, the bark of a tree. He's just they're just flying <laughs> through the leaves a little bit. Um, and more flight of the bumblebees in the score. There's a great bit where I don't know if it's rabbit or who says to Pooh, "It's your honey or your life." And Pooh's doing that whole "I'm thinking" yeah. joke. I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Um, and then they go into Pooh's house and shut the door. Although it's well established, Pooh's house has an open window like all the time. Yeah, I thought they were they going to Piglet's house. Didn't Is that they? Piglet's because house? Because it's got the drawing table well, on it. Either way, when they gone. walk, oh, either yeah. way when they walk away, there's a jar of honey left on the windowsill. The, the window that was open. The bees the window are that's stupid. Open. The bees are stupid. Yeah. Uh, Eeyore gets stung because, of course, he does, and no one notices that Piglet's not there in his own house. And I yeah. can forgive Pooh because Pooh's dim. I can't forgive Rabbit. Yeah. I can't forgive I guess I can forgive Tigger because he's just a menace to society. But I can't forgive Rabbit. He should have known better. Uh Tigger cries at the drawing of this imaginary family reunion, and they finally realize Piglet isn't there, and they wonder how they should find him because he's so small. And they take this book of Piglet's memories that might remember where Piglet is, and that's classic poo logic, and I love it. I, it made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second this happened, I went, ah, I know how the rest of this story is going to go for every 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't like it. And so they don't want to go to Owl's house because Owl never shuts up. And that's got to be rough. I can't imagine what it would be like to be stuck with someone who just went on and on and on and on. <laughs> and you want to get a word of advice, but you just kept going on and on. I think Owl should have a podcast. Um, I think you might be the Owl of the group. Do you? I'd be okay yeah. with that. He thinks he's clever. He's not, but he thinks he is, and that's enough. Um, Piglet finds <laughs> the wreckage, and Piglet thinks the worst has happened. And like all these small creatures tell him, like, you can do it. And I'm like, oh, they're going to be with him like throughout his journey, bigging him up. No. No, this is it. Uh, this is it. No, 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 in no, fact, no. For, a film called, the- for a film called Piglet's Big Movie, we're not going to see much of Piglet in, in, the, in the A plot. No, you, see a lot of, you see a lot of Piglet in, the, in their remembering. Yeah, but I see all of them, too. 
but he's a, he's the most important part. Yeah, just in Piglet's big movie, we don't see Piglet's the character I see the least of. This is like if in uh, was it the Force Awakens? Everyone's like. Oh, Luke Skywalker, he's a big part of this story. We're going to see Luke Skywalker <laughs> only to be like, he's in the final 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, um, they go to Al's house. And what the hell of it under Al's voice? Again, Something. I don't I don't know when there's anything. Oh, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to do some sound <laughs> files of like, tr- of like classic Owl. Okay. Uh, they want to know if he's seen Piglet and Tigger goes, this is the part where he goes on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and he does he's like yes I've seen Piglet yes. I've seen him several times uh, I felt this film could have used more owl yeah I he's did he's not in it very much he's not he could have used it he could have used it like a, a Kanga sized part mm. you don't have to join them on. Uh, uh, you don't have to be one of the, one of the crew uh, yeah sure uh, <laughs> but they like what should we do make him like as English as you can get alright uh, and then the story of Kanga's entry and mistake me I mean, correct me if I'm mistaken but don't Kanga and Rue predate Tigger in the Hundred Acre Wood? I I can't I say no. I am convinced much. Tigger was a later entry, and Kanga and Rue were already in the the wood. But I could be wrong on that. I'll have a quick Google, see if I can find something. All right. Um, and so Rabbit doesn't trust Kanga, and he says, "I've never seen anything like that." And I wrote in my notes, "Rabbit doesn't like single mothers because he, he doesn't trust them." Um, and they're freaked out by the pouch, and Piglet falls out of the tree as a result. And then once Kanga says she knows Christopher Robin, it seems to win them over briefly. And my question is, why does Rue get his own mailbox? He's got these subscriptions. What? You can't just list. Like, I, I, I've never been in a situation <laughs> where, like, each person had their own mail slot, let alone a mailbox. <laughs> Uh, and they don't want to come in for a bite. Well, Pooh does, but no one else does. And this is what they come their master plan. We're going to swap Rue for Piglets. And I've written my notes, I don't get Rabbit's plan. And then I go, oh, hang on. Apparently, it's kidnapping and extortion. Ah. <laughs> Aha. Aha. I'm like, this just went really dark. We're going to kidnap them until we make their kind leave because they this don't belong here. This is where it got dark. Not the point where... The group is actively like avoiding the person with severe anxiety to the point that makes them question their own existence, and they have a little bit of a schizophrenic episode. Yep. And then the they're talking about their plan. They've got these flowers, and Kanga surprises them, and they fall over and do a great see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil bit as they lay down. So funny. That was funny. That, again, that's something I didn't notice as a child too. Watching this back, I was going, "That's hilarious." That and was really funny. Somehow, their silly plan of we'll have Pooh as the brains of the operation distractor works, and they do manage to swap out uh, Roo for Piglet. Uh, Rabbit and Roo go like flying away uh, in the other direction, and they fall into a pond. And at one point, Roo keeps talking, but his mouth stops moving. Did anybody else notice this? Oh, this happens know. a lot of times. But is it? I was distracted by yeah. the herring fish no, uh, no. thing in the tree. It was definitely like, at one point, like Rue's talking and his mouth is just still. It happens <laughs> the entirety of Christopher Robin's segment, oh, it? and it's so distracting. <laughs> uh, and then Kanga susses, well, susses it out. Kanga doesn't suss it out. Like Piglet falls out of her pouch. <laughs> But something's different here. Did you, but see, she, did you see the fish in the tree though? On I, the on the zoom. Was there really shot? a fish into a tree? There was a oh, fish in the tree. Oh, that's clever. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. 
There's lots of little bits like that. And I was like, the um, fish is in the tree. And Sakanga susses it out and gives Piglet fish oil. And Piglet has to eat it to continue the ruse because she keeps calling him Rue, even though she knows he's not Rue. And he, bou- and he bounces around like he really is like, I don't know, like Tigger or something at least. Like this fish oil is amazing. Um, Steroids. And then she gives Piglet a bath. And at this point, it got a little creepy for me where I'm like, okay, that's not your kid. You give him a bath. Like, maybe this is a message we shouldn't be putting in movies. I don't know. Piglet's a child, though, because his name would suggest so. I don't know if that makes it worse or not. He's perpetually a child, but so is They're all perpetually children. Yeah. So if he's, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Um, and then we get the song Mother's Intuition, which is basically just like one long bath song, followed yeah. by a cookie and a kiss, where then she lets on that she knows it's Piglet all the time. He runs out, and his shirt is fuzzy and ball-like. Why is his shirt fuzzy and ball-like? It's not his shirt. That's his body. Well, so his shirt has disappeared? He doesn't have a shirt. He has a shirt? No, he's just got a pink stripy body. Oh, does he Really? I think so. So is he naked all the time? Yeah, the rest of them are, other than Pig. Oh, Who's I didn't think about doing? that. I thought Piglet had a. I thought Piglet had a uh, had a shirt on this whole time. I think there are some shots where he has a top on, but it's a different color. I'm sure the pink is his body. Okay, uh, and then we get the next of the oh, the, back to Kanga's house. And we, everyone goes, man, Piglet, the best thing a buddy could do. He took a bath for us. And Yuri goes, I'm not sure I would. And then you just get splashed by bubbles by Ruse. Well, Ruse having a bath and then like dumps the water out and lands on Eeyore. And we all go, ha, 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 ha. But depressed guy had the thing happen to him that we don't want to have happen to him. It's funny that he's sad. And Rue joins the group. <laughs> no, you've got that in the wrong order. He gets splashed and then he says that line. He says he wouldn't. No, he says at first he wouldn't take a bath for someone. Then he gets splashed. No, it's the other way around. Georgia, I wrote the notes down as it happened. I'm sure. It was <laughs> I'm, no, no, happened. no, because that's why it's funny. Because that's why it's no, because that's why it's funny. Because he says he's the one guy who said he wouldn't do that for a friend, and then he gets the water dumped on him. Because I thought it was. Um... Water splashes his nose, and that's why he goes, I'm not sure I would, because he didn't like the water. No, 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 no. And he, the, the water just splashes his nose. He gets drenched by this water. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. I was misremembering yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think so. And so now they're going off to page two on the, the memory book, off to the North Pole with Christopher Robin, or so they said. Uh, his <laughs> voice is like, can you get 85% more British than the 100% you already are? And he went, oh. <laughs> Oh, all right then. Oh, remember when we went to the North Pole? <laughs> but can you also make it sound like every other sentence has been kind of jump cutted <laughs> and sound really weirdly edited? Also, we're not going to animate your lips. You just like <laughs> telepathic. And then we get the song "Sing Ho" for the life of a bear. Sing ho. According to Wikipedia, it's sing ho for the exposition. <laughs> it really is. If you look it up, it says in brackets, ex- exposition mark. But I listened very carefully. It is expedition. Oh, it's definitely march. expedition. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and um, at the end of it, Pooh says he liked that song, and so do I. I, like I don't that remember song. it. You don't remember? I just say sing ho. It's very short. 
Uh, it's literally just two lines over yeah. and over again. There's, there's a small I verse. That, I think of, um, oh, what's that one the Pussycat Girls do? It's like Jai Ho or something. Jai That's Ho. All I'm it's, it's, with yeah. one, it's with one girl from the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Um, and that's from Slumdog. Um, and so I've got a watching children need stuff. So it's been stuck in my head. I've got on my list here. Pooh is a bad friend again, because Christopher Robin drops his lunch, and Pooh starts like nicking it all for himself. I don't, he doesn't realize to begin with that it's Christopher Robin's lunch, and then he does, and then he doesn't stop. <laughs> he doesn't eating. say anything. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Rob. Uh, Rue lands in the water and doesn't need saving, but then Rue does get tired and does need saving. So Pooh saves him with a stick and physics. Um, Piglet saves him with a stick and physics. That's what I said. Pig- Piglet saves him with a stick and physics. You said Pooh. Oh, no. Piglet saves him with a stick and physics. <laughs> you, did, you did what they did. I'm literally reading. <laughs> I don't know how I got it wrong. Uh, Pooh has discovered the North Pole, it says, because he has a stick. Uh, or Pooh says, oh, I don't know if I found it or it found me. Which sounds great if it's not for the fact that Piglet literally said, like, here, have a stick. See, this is this is why <sighs> Piglet's like, oh, guys, come on. But then he's such a good person anyway, or yeah. Pig, or whatever he is. He goes, oh, it's okay, I'll celebrate with everyone. He should have got the praise, but he swallows it. Now, here's my problem. Pooh is unaware in the story that Piglet's done this. Yeah. But then when Pooh tells the story to everybody else, he seems to be aware that Piglet is It's like hieroglyphs. This is like the most unreliable narrators ever. But everyone else is like joining in in the story that he's yeah. found out. And he's like, oh shit, Piglet's really great. But let's not tell him until after he goes missing. Well, no, because they didn't figure it out between all of them until he went missing. Say no if your friend is a bear. <laughs> um, the house at Pooh Corner, uh, because we find this out because Piglet has lost his scarf and there's a storm brewing. And I think Pooh at this point is starting to clue in and goes, Piglet seems to be the hero of every story. And we get the more it snows, tiddledy palm. I can't remember this song at all. And I just heard this like 30 minutes ago. I didn't realize there was in that song. Yeah. It's a nice little <laughs> back and forth between the two of them. That's all it is. Uh, Eeyore needs a house. Pooh thought of it, so it's Pooh Corner, he's going to call it. And that makes sense to me. And Piglet here goes, oh, I was thinking too. But Piglet never thinks of actually building him a house. So I'm totally cool with Pooh saying it's Pooh Corner. This oh, is I the think, one time I think I'm Piglet right insinuates it. it first. And then Pooh goes, oh, I know. I'll build a house. Can we all agree, though, that this is not Pooh as we know him? Like, Pooh's a real selfish dick in this. Yeah. This is, this is how I know Pooh, and I like him in this. As a selfish dick? This is less Winnie the Pooh, more Winnie the I shit. Think he's just, I think he's just ditzy and, and completely unaware. Say there's no. ditzy and unaware, and then there's just straight up, like, disregarding your friends. Yeah. It's like if I came on the podcast one day and everyone's like, yeah, so we were covering this and was like, anyway, so we're going to talk about, like, Wizards and Waverly Place the so movie. So that thing you do anyway, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and go off on tangents about other things. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a moment of, of self-reflection. By the end of this, I'm going to see a load of drawings you guys have done of, like, oh. different episodes of the podcast and be like, wow, they really did put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Pooh's a dick. Uh, it's the life of a bear. Say no, he needs an intervention. 
Um, <laughs> you're a bad friend. Um, and so then Tiggers found some sticks at what's clearly already a house for Eeyore. Yeah. But they build it. And then we get the song with a few good friends. And this song we would hear twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my song, god this song i knew when it came on i was like with a few good friends and a stick or two like this one was in my brain really? i still do this <laughs> and it made me smile so wide this actually features uh carly simon's kids ben and sally on the vocals as well Aww. so she got them to help record it uh and you know what i'll tell you what these sticks seem to be the perfect shape for a house um <laughs> And there's so much tension in these sticks, it throws Piglet up in the sky. And Pooh just decides, well, I'll just let Eeyore live with me. Uh, and they leave Piglet behind. Again. Uh, they find Christopher Robin and Eeyore. And this is where Eeyore says he has a house, but it wasn't where it was. And he goes, oh, it's been moved. And at this point, Disney and Winnie the Pooh teaches us the best thing to do is to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we get done that story, and I guess Rabbit is going, we need to keep the movie going and pad the runtime. But Tigger's going, look, I'm getting bored already. Can we skip to the end? And I'm like, I hear you. And uh, <laughs> they start fighting over the book, and they start smudging the pictures as a result of the moisture getting on the book. Uh, and ends up sort of flying out of their hands and landing in the river. Um, and then we get the song, The More I Look Inside, because the gang goes back to Pooh's house, or maybe it's Piglet's house, and draws pictures of Piglet. And kind of recreating what we saw earlier in the film with some other more creative ideas, like Piglet as a knight. Um, after the song and coloring, Rue goes, we should go rescue him. I wish they're like, yeah. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. If that was an option, why did you waste like four hours coloring pictures? Because they were sad. Self-care time is important. <laughs> I got to get my coloring on. <laughs> um, and so outside, uh, a little rainwater smudges the pictures, but apparently time in the river doesn't cause any problems to them. No, no, yeah, they're fine. They're uh, fine. They find the whole scrapbook on a twig on a log by a waterfall, and Pooh decides to be brave, and he's like walking down this log like he's like surfing. Um, and he falls through a hole in the log, and they decide they're going to rescue him by making a, hu- I say a human chain. It's not really a human chain, but you know what I mean. They're going to sort of chain up. Chain. Sure. Yeah. And Tigger's going to use his tail as like a rope. Uh, not enough space, though. And they all go, we just need a little more help, a little more help, a little more help, a little more help. Yeah, we need a little more help. And then Piglet shows up. He's like, hey, hey, guys, what's going? What's crack-a-lacking, motherfuckers? <laughs> Don't forget you. That- that's the version of Piglet I wanted to You know what it is? It's like Flower from uh, Magic Tavern. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I'm going to f*** you up! <laughs> I'm going to f*** you up! I got petals, I got leaves, and I got pot, I'm going to f*** you all the way up! <laughs> um, and so Piglet makes up the missing space, and they make the connection, and Piglet's got some serious upper body strength. Yeah. That's where he was going. He's taken all that emotional turmoil and put it into muscle. Yep. And so then the log falls and the memories fall and so do Pooh and Piglet. And the movie think makes us think briefly they're dead, but then it pulls the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade trick where they <laughs> where they come out over the ledge and like, like join the mourners and being like, yeah, what, what what's so sad? <laughs> and of course, they don't, and of course they, they, don't, they don't realize for a second. Like this is just straight out of Indiana Jones. Um, 
and his memories are gone, and he's a bit upset. And they said, but you've done all these great things. And, oh, I don't think I've done anything great. And they take him back to his house. But right about this time, I went, shouldn't Kanga be worried about Rue? Like, he was out all night. I was going to say, this does span a night, doesn't it? I guess they're, they. They're... I guess maybe that's why there's the, they then wait to go and save him again. No, it's it still like dark. Overnight? It's still dark Is when it? they go outside, yep. I don't know then. Yep. Uh, and then it's time for a party, and Christopher Robin and Owl are allowed to show back up. Yeah. They play a game of pin the tail on the Eeyore, and instead I think they pin it on Tigger, is it? Or is yeah. it Rabbit? Yeah. Maybe it's Rabbit. It's, it's, I think it was Tigger. And uh, and then Pooh goes, I have something to show you, Piglet. And he goes and shows it's Pooh and Piglet Corner, where Eeyore's house is. Now, it would be much nicer if he actually called it Piglet Corner. Yeah. But they're friends together. Why couldn't it be Piglet and Pooh Corner? Because the sign was already made and he didn't have space on the other side. He got a new sign! It's the same sign. It's the same sign. And that's the end of our movie, save for a great music video. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This is weird. Really weird. Ethan, you're our post-credit music expert. Um, Yeah. Thoughts? So... I was on my phone the final five minutes of this film because I just could not, like, comprehend what was going on. So I was looking at a thread Probably about... Probably because you were on your phone for the last five minutes yeah. of the film. I was looking at a Twitter thread about whales, and I look up, and there's this weird Carly Simon music video going on, and I I was in such this weird state of, like, I felt like I was sundowning because this was not Winnie the Pooh. There was nothing to do with Winnie the Pooh at all. And she's clearly, like, in her backyard. <laughs> And she had this one weird pose where she had like a guitar in her hand, but her other hand is up by her head, and her knee is like, like I thought it was a drum. She's like no. doing like little. It was oh, so oh. strange. And it then is, it is really And weird. then it cross cuts between that and credits and cartoon, like from the film. And I'm like, <laughs> this is weird. Um, and that's really about it. Um,. I'd pause for the parks, but Andrew Ashevsky has got back to me with uh, nothing for Piglet, Piglet's big movie specifically. Sorry. So that's, <laughs> that's sort of a quick pause for the parks. To be fair, I gave Andrew almost no time. I went, oh, shoot. Because it only – Anchor was down for a day. And as a result of yeah, Anchor being down that. for a day, I couldn't get the episode up till Friday. And that's just happening when we're recording this. So really, he's at only about 12 hours to sort of listen to it. And uh, I felt bad about that. Well, well, we'll tell him what the next one is. And we'll see if he's got anything for that. But yeah. So that... To be fair, though, we did meet when we were in Disney. We met Winnie the Pooh. We met... By we? Who's we? we? Is it you and, you and Andrew Ashevsky? No, the me Royal and Ethan. Way. Oh, you and Ethan. The okay. Royal... Not the, the royal, royal we. we, the me and Ethan. No, and I met. I was really excited when we saw Eeyore um, come out because I had a picture from the last time I was in Disneyland Paris, which was 10 years beforehand, with me, of me with Eeyore. So I got to recreate a picture of me and me and Eeyore. And he got upset with me. No, he didn't get upset. Tigger got upset with me because I asked if I could have a picture just with Eeyore so I could recreate <laughs> this one. So Tigger stormed off and like went and stood with Ethan and um, the other people we were with. And then when everyone else wanted individual pictures, they went and had them with Tigger and Eeyore come and stood with me and I have a selfie with Eeyore on my phone because of it. He just got gay. And oh my goodness, he was so soft. Was he? So we were just cuddled have... up to it. It was great. I have a picture with uh, with, with Tigger from Disneyland. I'm sure of it. I'm sure yeah, of it. Yeah, they're great. There's a photo somewhere of uh, Eeyore photobombing my photo with Tigger. 
and there's oh, it's like hilarious. Yeah, you can't see any expression, but there is so much contempt and sass in that single <laughs> image. Like I physically can't comprehend it. So let's go into the end game now, as our friend um, Stephen Strange would say. Um, so <laughs> forty six million for the budget, which seems feels what? feels high. Yeah, it just feels forty six million for the budget. Anybody want to have any guesses what this thing made? That was an expensive music video. Um, like I want to be, let's say eighty six. See, I was going to be relatively optimistic and say ninety two. Sixty three. Oh. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say this loses money. Yeah, I think oh, that's so. awful. Like they probably made it up on the back end with things like DVD and video sales and Georgia, yeah. you know, wearing four or five tapes out and stuff like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this is really weird. Uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Role of women. I mean, it's just Kanga, and she's a very much a mother, but she's quite. She's a good mum. Can I make a, a statement? That Piglet is at best an androgynous male. Yeah, not, a, yeah. not androgynous like 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 like. I don't care. Obviously, the creatures don't have sexuality, but I mean, I, I don't know. He's not the most masculine of characters, though, is he? I mean, so we. Could, I think the reason why we all thought at various points in our lives, yeah, he was pink, but also I don't think his behaviors. You know, it's weird things that we typically associate with being feminine behaviors, and I'm sort of calling myself out on this. But things like meekness and anxiety and fear and a lack of bravado. I mean, these are things that, you know, I would usually associate with with female characters. However. Then can I say well done to me as a kid because I was totally cool with pig with you know a male and female character just being best friends. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought there was just a guy and a girl who were having adventures and just living in the hundred acre wood and being being pals. Yeah, but also credits to the uh, like story as a whole for have, showing a male character as even if he isn't the most masculine, well, but showing a male character as being weak and meek and. Maybe it's my Anxious. thing. I mean, like the, the characters who, the, who the, is the most masculine of them all has got to be Tigger, and I don't like Tigger. That Tigger whole like, has yeah. like, was it? What's it called? Himbo energy, like where it's just like dumb jock kind of wholesome energy. It's like toxically masculine. It's just like masculine in like a a doofusy way. Like what is it? Uh, that one that that one duck from Ducktales. Is it Launchpad? Launchpad uh, McQuack. I think. The, the the pilot yeah, yeah. launchpad McQuack, yeah 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 we 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 love launchpad it's like in that same that same vein of like pure like accidental and ignorance and I kind of enjoy that okay so the only character who really kind of you know meets the criteria of, of a female character then is Kanga yeah. um she's she's lovely but she's just she's just a mom. She is, but she's a good mom. She is, but okay, but she's the only character, so she stays behind while the boys go on adventures. Yeah. Yeah, but I think she stays behind while every another... she stays That's behind. She stays behind while all the boys go looking for Piglet, and she just makes them yeah. cookies for their journey. Now I can live with it if it was like Christopher Robin's mum, because she knows it's all in the imagination, right? Yeah. yeah. But as far as this, where Kanga's inside the universe, then you know she should she could come along or something. I don't dislike the character and I don't dislike that she stays at home and that sort of thing, but I think it then needs another female character. Agreed, agreed. Because otherwise she's, it's like the old of mice and men thing, right? Yeah. Curly's wife, because she's the only woman, represents all women because you don't have a second woman. Yeah. Um, Favorite character uh, in the film, I'll say this much. I preferred Piglet. I'll go this far. Oh, am I going this far? 
I think Piglet might be my favorite character in this film. And I don't like Piglet. Usually. That's a mark of a good film, surely. Well, it's a mark of they kind of didn't know how to write some of the characters. Not... R- <sighs> I'll say this. The story didn't know who the characters were. The stories knew what kind of words they would use, but they didn't know who the characters were. So I'm going to say Piglet's my favorite character in this film. Ethan? I I pity Piglet, but I don't like him. It's just he's very unfortunate. I still really like Rue, but I'm going to be honest, I enjoyed Kanga's like, sequence the most, so I'm, I'm going to go Kanga. You enjoyed enjoy bath time the most. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mother's intuition. All right. Uh, Georgia? I really like Rue, but I really like Rue in the scene where he's swimming. And he's like, I don't need saving. I'm going for a swim. And like everyone's panicking, going, oh, save the child, save the child. I, like it's an episode of the something, Mandalorian. Something I, did, <laughs> something I did like was the bit where when he and Rabbit go off and he starts talking about moving his lips. And they come back <laughs> and like they're best friends. And I like that. The idea yeah, of a crotchety, really the crotchety rabbit could be friends with this, with this like really genuine little, little boy. And I thought that was quite nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a really sweet little boy. Broken little heart. Yeah. Um, what about favorite uh, moment or favorite element, Ethan? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is like an hour and 17-minute film, and I still can't remember anything. Um, I guess the rabbit scene when he's like, maybe you're not so bad after all, trespass a rabbit, kangaroo thing. Okay. Yeah. That that was nice. Melted my heart. Okay. Georgia? Uh. Ellie's got her favorite moment is when Piglet saves Pooh. And I'm like, yeah, I, I oh, quite like okay. that. Did she have a favorite character? Yeah, we said it right at the beginning. She likes um, Rabbit because he's oh, a grumpy fucker. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was significant with this film or not or if it was just in general. But yeah. Okay. I think that's I think that's just related to, okay. to this film. But yeah, um, I know it makes it a package film. I really like seeing all the little memories. So, so the I actual use, really sweet. the use of the book as a framing device, as a storytelling yeah. device, yeah. and then the two different styles of animation. I know you don't like the normal one, but I really like the animated, the drawings, the crayon drawings. Yeah, that was, actually that was a nice I, sequence. I really liked yeah, those. I didn't really get probably didn't give enough time, but the idea being that as they draw their pictures, we kind of have this uh, child-like drawing kind of animation style. I did like that. I was okay with that. Mm. That was yeah. cute. Uh, mine's gonna go with there were just some nice visual jokes for the parents I think like yeah. the fish in the tree the fish in the tree the see no evil hear no evil speak no evil yeah. there were a couple little bits and I'm like okay I appreciate that uh, and the Indiana Jones bit <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite song of the bunch um. is is yours not the one with the the ones of your childhood the the music video song yeah. Yeah. With some friends so. or sticks and stones. <laughs> Ethan, did you have one? Um, <laughs> is it cheating if I use the one song that wasn't written what, like by Deep her? in the Hundred? Yeah, is it cheating if I just use well, that one? I'm going to say, is, oh, I guess so, but it just reminded me of how much I prefer the other one. Yeah, that's the other I like that I like deep, like, that deep, like you know, that classic Disney choral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep in the hundred yeah. acre wood. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, oh, now I've got Georgia's song stuck in my head all of a sudden, but uh, the one about life of a bear. It's Jai ho for the life oh, yeah, of a bear. That's it. It's Jai ho. It's an intervention. Yes, that's my favorite song. <laughs> that one. That one. Uh, I really like that one. Um, does anybody have a grumble about this film? 
Oh boy. Okay. Ethan. Ellie's Ellie's oh. is that the music is shit. Oh. That's all it says. Grumble equals music is shit, and I don't agree with that. I liked Sorry, a couple Ellie. of the songs. Liked, a couple of them I, really I didn't like. Some of them, yeah. I didn't like that sticker two song, but yeah. I love that one. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, uh, Grumble. For a film that is forty-six million dollars in budget, where the fuck did that animation budget go? <laughs> I'm seeing it's a Carly Simon moving their lips. I'm seeing all this, and I get it's like it was it Diz Toons Junior type thing, yeah. And it's like it's it's not the main. Walt it's Disney been outsourced, yeah. Come, yeah, it's outsourced, but like move the lips, guys. I've seen flash anime. I've seen Grandma got hit by a reindeer. And that is poorly animated. And that thing had lip synchronization. All right. So I think we have uh, Ethan's vote. Uh, Georgia? <laughs> um, the music video at the end. Okay. I just didn't need it. It, uh, makes, it makes me cringe still. For me. <laughs> um, Ellie also says, oh, man, that was Carly Simon. I loved her until now. That music <laughs> video is horrific. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's. It, it's a rough looking video. It is. Uh, uh, voices, the voices were bad, but I think the thing that was worse was they made the characters act like jerks, and they, I didn't believe yeah. that Pooh would be a jerk. Rabbit, yeah, that's rabbit shtick. Rabbit is selfish. <laughs> but I didn't believe Eeyore. Eeyore is depressed, but Eeyore is kind. Yeah. yeah. He's of, not toxic in no, sadness. Out of Eeyore's sadness comes, comes a legitimate concern for other people and not wanting to be a bur- all that sort of stuff, right? And then Pooh's just genuine, and that shouldn't have been the case. And he, he shouldn't have, for someone who's supposed to be genuine, he was a real jerk in this movie. And I know you have to have an arc, but it just I didn't believe that Pooh would act like that. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Um, so, um, Georgia, do you happen to have any reviews of Piglet's big movie for us here today? Yeah, I couldn't really find anything. I don't okay. know if that's surprising or not for the film that we're doing. Um there just isn't much on it. I don't think it really did. Obviously, we know it didn't do that well. Roger Ebert gives it four stars. Um, so, Piglet's big movie actually sits with a 70% on Rotten what? Tomatoes. It does. It absolutely I'm, does. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, and <laughs> if we take a look at... Uh, Alan Morrison from Empire Magazine said Piglet's big movie compliments rather than detracts from the much-loved originals. I've um, got one from Neil, Neil Minow from Common Sense Media who gives it two out of five. Um, Piglet's big adventure is not very interesting, imaginative, engaging, or exciting, but at least it avoids being too sugary. And it is truer to the stories and the spirit of the original books by A.A. Milne, which I guess it is, but I don't, I don't know. So... And then finally, uh, maybe, well, at least finally for me, uh, Roy Conlogue from the Globe and Mail, Canada's national newspaper, said, I suggest you get out the books, which for once can truly be said to be more spectacular than the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, there was some that's stuff. That's the Canada way of saying fuck you. Yeah, that's about as, that's about as, <laughs> as scathing as we get, unless, yeah. unless you give us a podcast. Um, read the book. Read the book. It's, it's, it's the animation's far better. Um, so, uh, all that's left for us really is to give our ratings, our ratings from zero to 10 in the classic, uh, the classic rating standard. Uh, Ethan, I believe you are up. 
I'm giving this four very depressed schizophrenic piglets out of ten. This, it's so un, like not even offensively bad. It's just poorly done, but like okay. It's not passing grade. It's just eh. Georgia. Um, I think I'm gonna give it seven. <laughs> <laughs> Most, most I'm not done laughing yet. Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> I want you to look me in the eye on the Skype call and tell me that you're rating this a higher number than you would have rated Treasure Planet. Oh, in absolutely. Oh, you kidding me? No, I love it. Okay, you it can go ahead. I'd like, to, go ahead. I'd like to hand in my resignation from this podcast oh, after that scathing attack. Go ahead and say, so it makes you smile. It makes me smile. I think it's the first time I've had any sort of nostalgia for a film that we've watched. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I've said this. I, we didn't watch yeah, it with it's children. True. It's true. I, didn't, I didn't get it. This is one that we did. Okay. Um, so I got that. I was sitting here watching it and going, oh, I remember bits of this. I actually was almost crying at the end. Um, me too. These these versions <laughs> of these characters. Uh, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) These characters are the ones I grew up with and the ones that I love and the ones I associate with the characters that I love. And I'm okay with them being a a bit jerky because they learn it from the end. They learn that not to appreciate all the small things people do for you because that adds up to something big. And that's a lovely message for a children's film. I like it. I'm giving it Seven package film Winnie the Pooh moments out of ten. All right, Eat uh, shit. I... <laughs> this is a very animosity-filled episode today. I'm giving it five smudge-proof um, j- scrapbook pages out of ten. <laughs> Uh, George, I'm going to claim the reason you could watch this over and over and over again is because in order to get tired of something, it has to be memorable. So you just forgot it every time, and it felt like you hadn't seen it before. It's you're just a, a movie. No, it's, this is the typical you're a kid, throw on the movie, you can wear the tape out because you've seen the film so many times kind of movie. Uh, each story lasts no longer than eight, ten minutes, and then you're on to the next crappy sort of, not crappy, but just eh kind of story. Yeah. And it's a series of things that would have been better served for television if the animation hadn't have been a little bit too slick for for for, for TV. Um, you cut this into segments and then put this on like um, like in between episodes on like Disney Cinemagic yeah, or something. It's fine. I genuinely would like probably be a lot less. If this was if this was like, a ten minute yeah. if this was a ten minute Winnie the Pooh short between feature length or longer programming, it'd be totally fine. If they did these as like uh, uh, Disney Pixar Spark Shorts type thing they do on Disney Plus, I would be a lot more forgiving because that's like, I'll just whip some stuff out. The kids will like it. it, it it's a lot less uh, inoffensive. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was, you know, I didn't hate it. It's not Haunted Mansion. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's the, the worst part was this is the, okay, this is my issue. In Georgia, I think this ties into both of our nostalgias. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is your nostalgia. Yeah. To me, this is a bad, this is B-Tech Winnie the Pooh for me. 
It's not the voices I know. It's like when you hear yeah. your, 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 your new Muppet cast voices. And you're like, you're not the right voice. No, no. Kermit doesn't act like that. When we watched Muppets Now, the first episode, we went, Kermit doesn't act like that. Like, it's that kind of a thing for me with this. And I miss the narrator. And I miss seeing Winnie the Pooh being aware he's in a film and climbing the words on the book and, you know, engaging and having a, and even the idea that Pooh breaks the fourth wall to talk to us. As opposed to just going yeah. think, 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 because that's his catchphrase, and you got to get him to say it. Yeah, so that's why. He's just a 5 out of 10 for me, so it's it's all right, but I'll never watch this again. Yeah. Ellie has rated this four lame sticks scattered around in the snow. All right. <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. All right. This was in that weird period of time, though, where they were giving like each sort of secondary Winnie the Pooh character their own film. Piglet gets one. Tigger, Tigger gets half one. a lump. Rue got one in the Heffalump movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a weird time. Yeah. So, I mean, all that's left for us to do now, thankfully, is leave um, (laughs) this behind. I mean, I teach media studies, and what they teach you is that you keep doing things as long as they keep making money. So as long as it took this film to stop making these crappy secondary character poo movies, because finally when people were just kind of tired of it. And Piglet, I'm sorry, wasn't a big enough star to carry the, the, the film. People didn't care enough, or else they would have gone and seen it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, a little bit of time for an announcement as far as next week and the next couple of weeks goes. So, um, we are all very, very busy in a variety of ways. Ethan's university work is getting busy for him. Uh, Georgia, you've got some university work. And you and I are in a production of Chicago, which yeah. is about to get into high gear. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we're going to actually go on stage with it. So we need to sort of get together and record some content when we can. And in a situation where the four of us might not all be available, as today is proof of. So we've got a bit of a plan to sort of uh, divide and conquer a little bit. So we're going to give you a couple different fresh looks at different people here, folks. So um, next week, we're actually going to do something kind of unique. Ethan, it's just you and me next week. Yep. And we are going to talk about... Well, why don't you tell us what we're talking about next week? Yeah. So, obviously, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be getting to the end of a series that is very near and dear to my heart, The Mandalorian Season 2. So, we're going to take a little look back at the first season of The Mandalorian and just go over sort of the history and the, the show itself. Yeah, because I was brand new. Like I'm, I, I'm very much... I, I am the casual Star Wars guy. I see the yeah. films and that's it. And you are very hardcore about it. So we're going to have a conversation, me and you, about kind of uh, that. And I'll give my perspective as from, like, you know, just a noob kind of going, I admit I understood this, this, or this, but I really liked this episode and this episode. And I got some some really interesting, I, I think, I've got some really interesting thoughts on it. Some things mm-hmm. that hit me about what I think The Mandalorian actually is underneath it all, which probably is what Star Wars is underneath it all, too. But The Mandalorian is just a, yeah. a better description of it. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, should I go ahead and say what the plan is for the week following? Yeah, why not? Why not? And then the week following, Georgia and Ellie are going to have girls' nights. We're going to have boys' night. Boys' (laughs) Boys' night. And then we're going to have girls' night. Second reference to Magic Time. It is second reference. (laughs) And then uh, we're going to have girls' night. And you girls are going to talk about – why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about? So me and Ellie are going to have a look and a watch of the Frozen short films. There are quite a few of them. A new one came out quite recently that I've still not watched. I probably should and will do before yes. the episode. Um, so there was one 
yeah, there's I think three or four. I think there's three that little frozen there's, there's three that I shortlisted. There's, there's a Lego one. I hadn't put that one on the list yet. Oh no, boy! <laughs> but there is Frozen Fever, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, Once Upon a Snowman. I think those are the three I had. I think those are yeah. the three. Yeah. So there's about 50 minutes of content there, and you guys are going to sort of yeah. break down the three of those and talk about the Frozen offerings. And I'm very glad I don't have to be part of that. I will, I will record it on here and then probably just get myself a cup of tea and let you guys talk away. And uh, <laughs> you guys can wave at me when it's time to hit the stop button, and I will do that at that point. But that's all that I'm going to be a part of that. So that will be the next two weeks. And then by that point, we should be ready for a special Christmas crossover with our good friends over at Best Film Ever, which basically means Ourselves us and Liam. Liam. <laughs> and Ellie, who's not here, but yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the plan for that. So that, that takes us through to Christmas. So, you know, hey – not too shabby. Almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. So how about that? So please join us next week when Ethan and I get together to talk about The Mandalorian Season 1. For this is the way. Talk, I have spoken. For Talking the Mickey. <laughs> I've been Ian. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And if you're growing old and tired of the way that you currently have things running in your life, why don't you run down to the Disney store, buy some new clothes, maybe look like Thor, and you can be an MC New You. (laughs) We'll see you next time. call him Winnie the Pooh. And he goes, oh, well, why Winnie the Pooh? He goes, I don't know. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so <laughs> I fully plan on finding the audio to that and using it for uh, the, 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 the coda this week. Oh, Daddy, I just love Winnie. Couldn't we take him home with us? Christopher Robin, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll write some stories about Winnie and Mr. Shepherd here will draw some pictures. Oh, Daddy, let's call him Winnie the Pooh. Why Pooh, son? I don't know, just Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) And that's how a young Canadian soldier's bear inspired four volumes of stories and verse that still sell millions of copies around the world.